Hi everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Self-Care with Esther. So today we're gonna talk about asking for help and receiving help. Now, if you are a human in the world, which I'm assuming you are, this is a hard thing to do, it just is. And if you are a caregiver, this can be even harder. Part of the problem, the reason it can be a little hard is that especially as a caregiver, there is this expectation to be a martyr. It is ridiculous, it drives me nuts. I think it is incredibly problematic, but it also seeps into the culture almost anywhere you go. And so you have to work very hard at not letting that martyr culture seep into your life and affect your decisions. And a lot of it means asking for help. So this is one of those things that I really, really, really stress over and over. Part of it is because it is a big thing for me. I do have a hard time asking for help. My first words as a child were, don't worry about me, and I can do it myself, okay? So this is pretty primal for me. This is stuff I've had to work on. So I talk about this because it's something that I need to remind myself. And in fact, this past weekend, help was given to me, and I had to receive it. I had to. There was really not an option, and I am so grateful so grateful for the help that was given me but i have to say it is hard being in a vulnerable state but i got over it you got to okay so let's talk about how to ask for help depending on who you are and the type of personality you are you could be somebody who has no trouble asking for help when it comes to simple things like going out with friends and somebody says pick a restaurant maybe that's no problem for you um but that doesn't mean that all areas of your life you are free from having a free from anxiety when it comes to asking for help. Okay, so if you are somebody who does have a hard time and in every aspect of your life, I encourage you to start small. This is a skill. This isn't something that you should just know. And please know this as we're talking about this this entire episode. Remember that this is the good news here is that this is a skill. So if you haven't been good at it in the past, you can only get better. Okay, I remember realizing recently that this, that certain things in our life, like managing anxiety, etc., are a skill. It's not necessarily inherent, it's not intuitive, which means we have to work at it. But the good news is that we can work at it and get better. Okay, so, anyways, start small. If that means picking a restaurant, if that means sticking up for yourself, if you're at a dinner party and everyone just ordered an entree and five drinks and you got a side salad, say, I only got a side salad. I'm just going to pay. Okay, so for some people, that's going to be where you start. For other people, they have no problem sticking up for themselves in that way. But when it comes to other aspects of their life, they're completely mute. And they don't say anything about what's going on. They don't share their vulnerabilities with others so that they can get help. Okay, and so that's an area. So look, look at what are areas of your life where you tend to not share what's going on, where you actually could do with some help. I recently got this amazing definition of anxiety from the book Mind Over Mood. It is a workbook. I recommend it. Um, And it defined anxiety as an over-assessment of your risk and danger and an under-assessment of your ability to cope and the resources around you. Now, I'm going to repeat this again because the first time I heard that, it blew my mind. Anxiety is an over-assessment of the risk and danger and an under-assessment of your resilience, your ability to cope, and the resources around you. 
Now, we need anxiety. Anxiety is good for us. There are times when we are in a bad situation and our body feels we start to experience anxiety, and that is an indication that something is wrong and we are right. And we are able to respond accordingly because our body is telling us that something is wrong. But there are other times when anxiety can flood us and we are not able to look at the resources that are right in front of our face. Okay, and so this is my challenge to you is to start paying better attention to the resources that you actually do have available. So it isn't just about asking. Sometimes the harder piece is even knowing what you need. And sometimes you may not know what you need and you need to talk it out. And that's where I encourage you to have foster relationships where you can have somebody else who can also help you figure out what you need. You may be too overwhelmed in a moment to even figure out what you need and that's where good people come in. The other piece to all of this is receiving help. It isn't just about asking. It's about receiving. And sometimes you receive help when you don't think you need it or you're too stubborn to receive it, or you are being a martyr, which it's just typical in the caregiving field. I've done it myself, so I'm not projecting this on you. Believe me, I'm talking to myself here. If you pride yourself in being independent, if your first words as a child were, don't worry about me, okay, it can be a little difficult to receive help from others. You want to solve it on your own. You want to be independent. You want to figure it out. But sometimes you are going to need the help of others. And so when you do receive help from others, you are doing a gift. You are gifting the giver by actually receiving it with grace. Okay, it does so much for a giver when you show gratitude for their gift, when you accept their gift, when somebody gives you a compliment, a kind compliment, and you say, no, 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 I'm not like that. You're not honoring the giver, right? You're completely dismissing something that maybe was vulnerable for them to say to you. Now, this is, again, within appropriate means, but I just, I encourage you to also honor the person who has had the courage or has decided that they want to help you in some way. You honor them by receiving the gift, okay? That's something that I think gets forgotten a lot. We always talk about it's better to give than receive, but there's, there's something to receiving too, because receiving does give back to the person as well, Okay? All right, well, that's my little thoughts on um, asking for help and receiving help. I really think that this is something that can be a game changer. And again, I just want to reiterate, because I just think it's important to repeat this, that this is a skill and it will take some time and you start slow. And maybe you need uh, a buddy in this, somebody who makes checks in with you, make sure that you're asking for what you need. Um, I don't know. It really depends on what you need in your life right now. But I encourage you to get better and work on the skill of asking for what you need. Oh, there's the lovely Brooklyn with all its sirens outside. Asking for what you need and also receiving it. I hope this is helpful, everybody. Um, I'm sorry there was a little bit of a lapse between episodes, but I'm trying to get back on, on track. It's really hard in this heat. But I really felt passionate about this episode because it is something I'm working on. And I recently was the receiver of an incredible gift um, of somebody's time. And so I just wanted to make sure that I'm paying it forward and reminding everyone else how powerful it can be to also um, receive a gift. Okay. Thanks, everyone. Take care.